right, welcome to the Action Martial Arts Power Hour. This is the show where we talk about everything and anything martial arts related, not martial arts related. We don't know what's going on, but you know what? We do a damn good job not knowing what we're doing. This is Alan Goldberg's brainchild. Let me bring him on so he can set the stage for the show. Alan, floor is yours. Hey, welcome, everyone. 27th show. I'm pretty proud of that. I didn't think we were going to last that long, but uh, everyone seems to like the show. Our numbers are coming up every day, so we're happy. I, we have a, I always say this, we have a special guest, but I have a very special guest tonight. And, uh, you know, in, in the martial art world, some people have instructors and have people they do things with. But the gentleman I want to introduce is someone that we lived together for five years. Uh, we lived in the temple and uh, became very close to me even before I, I became a student. We met each other. And uh, just had to say something that when you meet someone and get impressed with them, they impress you your whole life. We had left each other for a short time and came back, but uh, probably one of the best Wing Chun people in the universe in my eyes. And I've been doing this a little while now. So I just want to bring him in, uh, my grandmaster, Jason Lau. Jason, you're Steve, how are you? And Vinny's with us as well. And Vinny's with us. Okay, I'm going to go over a few things, a few things before we start. Uh, I want to read my little birthday list. Uh, we have Robert Braff, Lloyd Irving, Lakeisha Renee, and Greg Picardo. And as we thought the other day, it was Vinny's birthday, but it wasn't. No, we give him a birthday wish anyway. Oh, happy I birthday, everyone. Happy birthday. God bless. When a martial artist tells you happy birthday, get ready for the big punch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, let me let me go into something here and then talk about it. Recently... Everyone knows that I keep myself pretty busy in whatever I do, and um, I, I'm the publisher of Action Martial Art Magazine. I have a new partner, Jose Torres, is doing a wonderful job. And a gentleman from Warner Enterprise approached me and says, how would you like to do a Wing Chun magazine? And, of course, me being the stupid person I am, I said, yeah, sure, what the hell, why not? Let's, let's try it. So uh, I got the offer, and he wanted to actually have me on the front cover of the magazine. I said to him, mm, you don't do that when you, especially when you see people still alive and still around and still teaching and still kicking and doing everything. I says, my Sifu has to come first. I said, so this is the point. So, I mean, everyone might have saw this magazine. I, okay. This is the new Wing Chun magazine that just came out. Phenomenal, phenomenal quality. Everything about it. We're, we're really proud of it. And uh, here we go. The Sifu album. Now, the, the, <laughs> the funny thing about that is that we talked in the book about a lot of things in the magazine about people's life and where it began and where he went with it and everything else. So I just want to bring him on now. We're going to go over some of the stories and hope uh, will amuse everybody. So we're now, my Sifu, Grandmaster Jason Lau. Sifu, how you doing? I'm doing great. Every time I see you, it's, uh, it's always great. You know, just we see each other more often now. I know, I know. And, you know, we're, we're all getting older, and we all have to realize that. You know, I'm like, not getting old. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, I feel like I'm getting old. It's a sweet shit. Anyway, but uh, you know, I can't, the, the magazine has really, really taken off. A lot of people are loving it. The quality is good. Um, and I, I, my mind and my feelings with with what we did with this was build the legacy that we've had and let people other people know and there were other people in the magazine also did some wonderful things with Sam Kwok and 
the Duke is in there and uh, Chris Harris is in there. And uh, we're very happy that uh, we're, we're able to bring people in the Wing Chun field that might have never got published even. You know, there's really nothing out there that are publishing Wing Chun. There's one other magazine doing Wing Chun. But I, I'll be honest with you, I've opened it up and I've seen most of these guys that are studying years, nine years, whatever. And I just shake my head and I said, well, no, so many autos are good, but what about the old timers and the old guys that were doing this? Um, not that I'm calling him old, an old timer, but yeah, the man, the man's got like this. Well, call the OG, the OG of Wing Chun. Fifty years, fifty years in, in the martial arts of, that, of, of just Wing Chun. So uh, you know, we have to give credit where credit is due. So uh, I just want you know speak about a little bit about the story in the, in the magazine and let's uh, see for let, let's hear a little more what you have to say about that. Well, I I gotta tell you when you tell me, you know, you gotta do this magazine, they want me to write uh, our past. And it was it was crazy. I mean, when I start typing and I felt like the time to travel like a time machine. Mm -hmm. And uh it, it was really exciting, I'm telling you, it's really exciting. It's, you know, uh remember what we did, you know, and all the stuff that we've been through. I mean, sweat, tears and blood. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, and remember the time that we helped your neighborhood. It was the greatest feeling. I'm telling you right now, I still got that that good feeling of it. You know, when we when we do all the crazy stuff, mm -hmm. I don't think it's crazy. I mean, you asked me to do it again, I will do it again. You know, and uh, it's for a good cause. Why not? You know, I mean, uh, uh, from the time I you know remember the time that we we met. You know, and the time we 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 joined together, a training hard. I didn't, I didn't forget about the training. I put that on the on the film, the script. Man, at the middle of night, uh, no no kidding. We uh, I wake them up at twelve o'clock at night and hey, knock on the door. We gotta work out now. Come on, let's have come out of the room with us. Underwear. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> and uh, it was a great time. You know, I mean, we we all all we do is just basically training, training mm -hmm. it. We train well, so hard, and then we just say, oh, let's go get some meat. And uh, remember that time we don't have that much money. Yeah. We share food, we share pizza. Alan's always got a bigger, bigger slice when it's cut down with his name. One, one slice cut down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ain't getting yeah. that kind of pizza in Georgia. You can bet on that. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing, you know, like, nothing like New York, New York pizza. So you, you know, okay. every great story has a beginning. And I and I think you want to you should touch on that, Alan. The beginning between you and your Sifu and 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 how they came about because a lot of people don't know this story and they should. It was basically 1974, 75, and uh, I had gone to Madison Square Garden and God soul, Iron Bank was running the Oriental World of Self Defense, and uh, I remember watching uh, Sifu was down in the audience there and he was working. It was a fight. Uh, with one of the other John, his name was Lao, also heavy set guy from Honga. And um, they were fighting, and Sifu was there. And I was kind of impressed the way he handled what he was doing there and stuff like that. And then about a week later, ironically, I'm walking down the street and I see this guy in front of a shoe store. And I look at him, I go, Aren't you Sifu Lao? And he looks at me, he goes, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, why? What do you want? <laughs> Oh no no no! I saw I saw you in the garden or whatever whatever. 
He was looking to take you out. He didn't even know you. Exactly. Was my English pretty good at that time? Was my English pretty good at that time? Yeah, yes, he was. I'm just guessing. Hey, how you doing? So uh, we, you know, we had spoken or whatever, and I, I had a little school. I was teaching some other different styles at the time, and uh, you know, see who would stop down and train, show us a little Wing Chun, and we would, you know, kind of understand. But I have to be honest with you, at that time and point of martial arts, Wing Chun didn't exist in the United States. There were a few guys teaching in, in little spots here and there, but Wing Chun was not known. And many times people would come up to the school and wanted to order Chinese food. <laughs> and we just looked at it. <laughs> so what are you what are you talking about? Isn't, isn't this a Chinese restaurant? See, we used to call out an order and whatever, and then they tell them finally it wasn't a Chinese restaurant. But uh, we, we had, you know, in a lot of times like that, it's crazy things that we did in the school and we had a, a little different than most martial arts schools were. We had two floors, number one. So one floor, we had a couple of you know bedrooms and places. That we had two big workout rooms. We had a gigantic living room upstairs, which was 20, 25 by 30, 35. Big room. And it was a, a lounge, basically, for everybody. And uh, at that time, only in Sifu was, you know, actually, he was living a couple blocks away. And I said, listen, you know, I was going to college at the time. I just started college. I said, well, maybe I'll, you know, get some room here, whatever. There was, there was oh, about four rooms there. And I said, do you mind if I move in? He goes, yeah, sure. And about two weeks later, he moved in. I said, Sifu, you, you, you got your wife living up the block. He goes, eh, what the heck? He goes, <laughs> well, he wound up coming into moving into school. And the training was different because we would be our – Hours were just different hours. It wasn't like a you know seven o'clock to nine o'clock go home and whatever. Uh, as Sifu said, two o'clock, one o'clock, seven o'clock. You know, it was always whenever we wanted to work out, we worked out. But we did run the school like a school. There were people that had regular classes. There was an inner core of people that were a little in a little different situation. Maybe we'd have guys even stay over the night and just sleep on the couch. We had to pull out couch, and so we always had people sleeping there, and we had an inner core of guys that just, you know, kind of ran the school and, uh, you know, lived there, ate there. We did everything there. I mean, we had a point there. We were running parties on the weekends, pod games, really, but we called them parties. <laughs> and we always bought a bottle of Hennessy and we sit down all night. And I think Steve used to get us drunk purposely just so we'd lose the card game. Too. <laughs> yeah, what's well, the best part of that is we have a big round table, remember, up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the best feeling is. After workout, and we we cook something, you know, simple, and then or we order something. We all sit down together, big round table. Yeah. I yes. mean, it, it, it's money cannot buy the the the, the memory. is that time. It's like we all sit down like one big family and eat what we have to offer. Well, well, some of the good things were. Do you remember the hot pot? We used to make the hot pot. The hot pot was a crap. Remember, we had a whole piece of crap. That was that was great. Whole piece of crap. Life, we cooked them and we eat them on table with full newspaper. Just just drop it. Remember that? That's when we had a few dollars at least. We were able to buy crap. We let the crap loose in the in the bathtub. Crap is everywhere. We had we had times like that that most martial arts schools never have. 
because they didn't have that type of facility. And we were lucky. I mean, we took over the first floor first, and then they took over the second floor. And it was just tremendous, tremendous space. And we, we had a lot of things always going on in the school. That was the time when it was the old uh, Ron Van Cleef had the Black Dragon, and we were running around with him and other people, and everyone everyone wanted to be a movie star. You know, we had, we had all these people that wanted to be we had we had some great times, but then I go back to a, a situation that um, Sifu at that point was going to move down to Georgia for a while. You see, he was going to test it out because we had a his brother Francis Fong was down there already, and he was getting successful, whatever. So he said, "Jason, come down." And I can remember the night that, like today, when he picked up, and he just got in the car and he moved down there. And, one by one, the students spent a few minutes with him like that. And it was very touching. But he went down there, and I told him that night that was the best move that he ever could make because that opened up so many doors that never, never would have been opened. So, and but, yeah, but, that's but, 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 Jason, that must have been something really dramatic for you, too. because Very sentimental yeah, night. Yeah, because I you mean, have your whole family there. Everyone would come into my room upstairs and, uh, oh, I'm I cry, my tear comes out, that tear comes out. By the time the eight still came in, I can't even have a drop. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have water on your face. I'm sorry, I got no more tears. You know, I mean, it's really touching. I mean, we hug, and, and that's why I, this school right now, and I have an offer to go to China to teach. And the offer is very good. And as soon as I think about that time in New York, I'll never do that again. Mm. I told my student, my student said, ah, yeah, see, that's a great offer. I said, I cannot take that. You know, I don't want the same thing happen. I mean, we just, you know, we got to bind it together, you know, as a team, as a, you know, to father and sons like, you know, and uh, I just don't want the same. Yeah, it's hard. Same thing happened again. You know, money is always made. You know, I mean, it's it's not the money; it's the people. It's more important. You know, it's like family. I don't want to leave them. You know, when I leave, go to China, that'll be it. But this yeah. is an environment that you created, and how you are as a person. And I'll go into that like in that. a little while. But this is, yeah. and and it trickles down because Alan, you're the same way with with your school and how you deal with your students. The same way. You know, except for one, but we're not going to talk about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but how you deal with your, your people there, even letting them stay there and stuff, I mean, that trickles down from you, from, 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 oh, your, yeah. Yeah. You know, see if we're led by example and he, whatever he thought and did with things, and he's made some great fighters over the years. You know, and I, I never tell people I'm the best student he had. I said, like, I was, I'm very, loyal at the time and we did a lot of things together we were close we traveled and went all over the place together but uh one thing i think was one of the biggest bombs and this is in the magazine you could read about it um it's on amazon so if you're looking for it the Tao wing Chung, uh was during the blackout in 70 uh 77 i think it was 70 1977 yeah. yep. the blackout and what really happened there is that we hit the streets 
during the blackout. And, and, and before you even get into that, Alan, just so people understand, when the blackout happened in New York City, I'm talking no lights, street lights, no lights, house lights, nothing, no fog lights, nothing. It was dark, dark, and there was chaos throughout New York City. Yeah. VL5 we went offline. Yeah. It's chaos. Yeah, Vinny, you were, you chaos, were in New York man. at the time, you know. Yeah. And what, what happened was we hit the streets and we had probably about 25, 30 students who were in the school at the time. And we hit the streets and we're standing with condos and tiger forks, whatever the craziest thing in the everything. <laughs> and all one block was never hit. Everything else in the two blocks on the sides were destroyed. Destroyed. And we wanted to go and help everyone, but we couldn't. But, but what happened with Curtis Sliwa when he went up to your, your school, Alan? Yeah, that's funny. We just told him I had them up uh, last night. Yeah. Some of the Guardian Angel guys and I mean, they looked at the plaque on the wall to see from the local newspaper. They had it 1970, whatever it was. And um, he looks like a son of a bitch. He goes, you guys were patrolling the streets two years before us. We were. And we weren't doing it as, you know, we, they'd say, could you help us? And we did. We did patrols, whatever, for a while. But we'd just go out for a cup of coffee. <laughs> and next thing you know, we'd get someone break into a store and see if we go, okay, uh, go practice. <laughs> go, go do what you got to do. We, we, we not, we, we're not really just want to get a cup of coffee. We're just so bored at the school. I said, we can't find something to do. Yeah, <laughs> are we cleaning the area. Some trouble is going to come up. Well, so, funny thing that happened, too, was that the police used to drop people off to take care of. I swear to God. <laughs> And, that. and they actually they caught some guys breaking the, the store downstairs, the glass, and he said, here, take them. <laughs> you got to go to them. That's hilarious. He was crying, remember? Uh, no, yeah. take me in, take me in. No, I don't know who you are. The cops just left. Let them all see what they can for us. That's some crazy stuff. But uh, Seafood, you know, he left, went down to Georgia and he became very successful down there. And Seafood built a school down there that you'd never see anywhere else, probably in the world, I had to be honest with you. It's tremendous. It's got assorted buildings, courtyards, backyards, decks and stuff like that. Um, he's built a real home for himself down there. And uh, he's been successful also in business down there. So as I said, it was the best thing he can do. But Sifu, when he first moved down there, um, this is what we're going to go into a little bit now. Sifu worked for a gentleman that was General Bell, which was from... I said no from psionics, but it was uh, another name before that. So, Steve, tell us a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Well, when uh, one day I just got an interview, uh, I got a, a notice for interview, and uh, so the offer is really good. You know, I mean, hundred dollars an hour, guaranteed thirty-five hours a week. You know, that's pretty good money at that time. And I said, well, I'm going to take that job. <laughs> So when I first, that was the funniest thing. I mean, you know me, I always like to crack jokes, you know. I went in there, it's a big guy, Colonel Phelps, is an interview, interviewing me. He looks at me and said, you're not Jason now, right? I said, yeah, I am. No, I thought you were like uh, six foot two, you're six foot five, you know, uh, bullheaded with full man shoes. I said, excuse me, you are uh, out of my back. I'm gonna go get my high heel shoes and get a shave. <laughs> get a little full bit sugar over here. But you're funny, huh? And then uh, they sent a Taekwondo guy to test me out, you know. So we passed the test. 
and uh, it's not working there. And uh, I have no idea exactly what the place really is. So I know the people I teach, and they are like either from SEAL, Special Forces, Rangers, and they are the lowest rank is the lowest, lowest rank sergeant. And uh, I have no idea what they are until one day they, you know, this things start to come in, and uh, I have to. I have to take all the classes in there too. Uh, evasive driving, demolitions, firearms, and uh, 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 booby traps, and all kind of stuff. Then, uh, then I typical martial arts school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, what's his name? The uh, the ninja guy in New York. What's his Ronald name? Duncan. Huh? Ronald Duncan. Ronald Duncan. He said, well, I like that place, you know. I, I would like to, uh, uh, can you get me a job in there? And I said, well, Ronald, this is kind of different, you know. I mean, this, <laughs> it's not like uh, what you think, you know. It's not just a military base, you know. Hmm. And uh, so after he, I told him what we did, and he kind of like, wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, so I found out that a lot of the job is rescuing people from different countries, and then we train the people special. They were assigned to us for so training, and then we, you know, set a scenario, build a scenario, houses, and all that, and run through all that. And then uh, after a while, they asked me, say, "Hey, Jason, you know, do you have any idea, you know, uh, for a, a new scenario? The way you are, I mean, the way the way you are, I mean, the way you are, <laughs> you part of operations, and uh, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the operation, and uh, and." Uh, and then later on, the inside, you know, a lot of people, it's not real loyal, you know, to a general. So I was being hired as a personal bodyguard. And they need somebody very loyal to be next to him, you know, make sure that, you know, no one's going to assassinate, you know, him and stuff. And uh, we go through a lot of crazy stuff, you know. And I, one time, uh, I don't know, you read about the ent uh, entertainment tonight about Larry Flint. <laughs> and that was one crazy thing that you know drive drive me crazy, and uh, but we talk about it next time we have a have a cavassier. How's that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, we can't talk about some things on the air. Let's just put it that way. It's pretty it's pretty <laughs> wild, but anyway, uh, uh, then when. Then after he passed away, and before he passed away, he told me, he says, Jason, I know after we died, he had a bad heart. And then before he left, he told me, he says, Jason, after I've gone, I don't want you to do this anymore because, you know, it's not easy thing. I said, why? You know, why not? You know? Oh, yeah. You know, without me, it's very really hard because what we do, we need somebody behind it really, you know, to watch out for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying, right? And I uh, said, so, you know, a lot of people gonna recruit you. A lot of people like you. Yeah. After right after he passed away, after a couple of months, every police station, said, hey, Jason, you want a job? And I was teaching, training the cops. I didn't even have to go through academy. I, me I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't really like it. And finally, I said, you know, uh, you know, well, before that, they asked more than you train a uh, special SWAT team, cause right. team. Right. Thirteen right. and uh, special emergency response team, and what we did was we go to 
do anything that's special like uh, Jesse Jackson that uh, that day when he doesn't have any secret service uh, uh, for him that we activate it and I will have to do the bomb search the bugs everything the room that he stay in and always keep him in my sight make sure no one you know uh, assassinate him or whatever and uh, that type of job but then after a while there's so many politics you know I hate politics yep. Yep. I hate politics you, know, you, you, you just make me take care of all that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean I just hate the party people coming out you know, you know uh, like uh, Olympic uh, doing the bomb situations mm-hmm uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, we'll come to a meeting. Uh, you know, we we got the situation. I said, okay, we're going to a meeting, and a whole bunch of uh, police from all over the world was there, and they're not discussing about how and what any in- info about the situation, but they're there to show their rank. <laughs> they first come over, ask me a rank. I said, is any? I asked him, is my rank have anything to do with this operation? <laughs> We need to get things done. The ring is going to help you. Okay, you can be two times her ring higher than me. That doesn't mean you can solve the problem. The egos, the egos come in. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to achieve They really do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring something up also. Just I, I know you met many of you guys uh, shared a room with Dr. Bob's. Uh, there was an infamous story about some clams out there in. in uh, uh, <laughs> 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 tell, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, evidently, Jay, uh, Sifu Lao likes clam, likes uh, seafood, and he likes uh, clams, and I like clams. And we're sitting there looking at this was like uh, the the you you were country Montana, band. right? We were in Montana, right. and we went to this little town. And you got Jason Lao, Samuel Kwok, Silvio Sumac, Doctor Bob, myself, and and Art Camacho, and we we're all going into some town with a moose on the wall, <laughs> and like. It was like that scene out of my cousin Vinny when the guys they were like, "Look, what the what? Like the circus just come into town? Everybody, we walked in, and Doctor Bob walks away from the walks away for a few minutes, and Jason says, "Vin, I want to get some clams. You want like clams? Because I don't know if I can eat the whole thing." He says, "All right, come on, I'll share with you." So you know what? We better get two buckets because you know we're fat. So I tell him. <laughs> And he orders the clams, and the minute they put these clams down, Doctor Bob looks, and you know he's a doctor. He's a real smart guy, and if he, it would be like a cardiologist seeing you eating a bacon sandwich. He'll start to have a heart attack. <laughs> he looks at Jason. He says, "Who's gonna eat this? Who's eating this?" They said, "Well, J- Jason and I. We're gonna have some." He goes, "This is Montana." The closest oceans, five thousand miles that way. <laughs> these, these clams were probably picked when when Noah was loading the ark with the two people. He says, "Dude, send the clams back. Try the breadsticks. Get the breadsticks." The breadsticks. <laughs> it it we eat the clam. Oh, it's hilarious! He saved us two days of the shit, sir. <laughs> and we still had to work out. That would have been horrible. Oh my god, too far. Oh, that was a good story. I heard that story before. But hey, hey, he was probably right, man. You guys would have been in bad shape after that. Oh, how, man. Come the clams, how come the claims just look like that? It doesn't make sense, you know. <laughs> anyway, okay, so we're we'll going back a, a little history. I, I just want to say something about C Falau. 
Um, Steve and I have been together like 40 some odd years, 45, 46 years. And uh, I do have to say that Sifu is the type of guy that everything he touches, he turns into to work, to make it actually be a perfect union of what he does. I mean, I've seen Sifu Lao build. I saw Sifu Lao uh, do artwork, and his Wing Chun is impeccable. So, you know, you're looking at a very unusual guy, and he's not a very public guy. And uh, me and him always joked around over the years, and I told the story once some people might know. When I used to pick him up at the airport, I used to make a paper sign up, Hold it up in the air, you know, the word, the name on it, Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Oh, wait, I got wait. I'm, when you're done, I'm going to tell them the Zenia story with Jackie Chan. <laughs> Alan, you with us? Well, oh, Madame, what happened? Okay, I think Alan right. throws out there, but. It's okay. Let's pick up the slack. I'm going to okay, go right go on ahead. that story. When I met Jason for the first time, it was at the 2019 mega event, Atlantic City, Tropicana. We go into P.F. Chang's on the Friday night dinner. There's there's Sifu Goldberg. There's Michael J. White and his wife. And there's uh, Samuel Kwok and there's Jason Lau. And they're sitting next to each other. And I'm sitting with James Wilson and Zinnia, my lady. He looks over and says, who's that sitting next to Michael J. White? I said, baby, that's you don't you don't know Jackie Chan? That's Jackie Chan. She looks and says, That's not Jackie Chan. That's not I said, honey, you're not in the movie business. Okay? There's lights and makeup. <laughs> so when I introduced him to her finally, and I had already told Sifu about the gig. And then she came up, she goes, Hi, how are you? And she says, He said to her, Hi, I'm Jackie Chan. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. You want to laugh? I don't know how many times in Atlantic City Jason would be walking down the casino and people are pointing at him. Look, Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan. Oh, no doubt. He would eat it up. Oh, my God. How, how funny wow. is that? How funny is that? The one thing, you know, Alan was talking about, Jason, how, how you are. You know, when you when you guys were in New York and you first came together, when you when you were in your, your, your makeshift temple, you know, you brought people together that normally wouldn't be together. You created a family there. And, and the one memory that I have, and you may not remember this, but when I one of the first times that I met you, we're in New York, we're in Brooklyn, we're in the school, and everybody was there. Everyone was there. I don't know how, 20, 30 people, whatever it was. And then there was a family photo that was going to be taken. So that moment, Vin, you're going to love this. That moment, the photo was going to be taken. I'm sitting back there, and I'm just I'm looking to take the picture. He comes to me, Jason comes to me, says, get over here. I said, what's what? Get in the picture. You're part of this family. And, I mean, that's something that I never forget because, and I think that was like maybe like 17 years ago or something, but that I wow. hold near and dear yeah. because it shows the character of you. And, and I think people, and I, people need to know this because, you know, being in the magazine and, and being profiled and everything is great, but it only tells part of the story. You have so much stuff, man, that you've done from the military, from 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 training people. That I mean, you're training generals and and doing all this stuff. I mean, it's crazy. But 
this is the crazy life that you li- you've lived so far, and, and you're not done yet. You're building Shaolin temples in the middle of the forest like Robin Hood. So. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. I mean, everybody that meets Sifu, they are. He's so very respectful, so humble. And like I told you, we were roommates at Dr. Bob. He put us in the same room. It's not like he don't have extra rooms. They had to put us in one room, the two of us. <laughs> and I just sat up to him. I said, hey, how you doing, sir? And he... He looked at me in the kind, gentle manner that he is and said, what the hell are you doing in my room? Get out. <laughs> I thought Susan was supposed to be in my room. <laughs> Not this, it's Susan. <laughs> I said, Where the, where's my chocolate on my pillow, Dr. Bob? What is this? I got you got a bucket of clams on your pillow. A bucket of clams. Bucket of clams. And then, then on top of that, what do you do? You go to the bathroom and you, and you, get, a, you get a damn pedicure or something? What would you do, Vin? No, well, Dr. Bob has got those things. It's like a disco shower. You go in there and you control the lights on, right? All right, see, they're like, this thing is like RoboCop with jets in a car wash. You go in, you hit buttons. It massages your groin. It does everything for you, this thing. It, I it does know that part. No, well, you didn't figure out the way to work the buttons. You know what I mean? You got to read the manual first. When you go in there. I couldn't get the thing to drain. It wouldn't drain, so I threw some shampoo in there, and then the bubble bath came on. The next thing you know, oh, yeah, the sun yeah. was seven feet in the air. Bath. You don't want to have a and bubble bath. <laughs> see, see, okay, you know, bubble over here, bubble over there. My head is sticking out like Marilyn Monroe, and some like it hot. How you doing? Too funny. Too funny. Oh, my God. We had a lot of fun, though. First thing in the morning, what happens? You get up, and you go, and there's the master sitting at the table. And what do you do? The most beautiful thing you could do is take a beating from these guys first thing in the morning. That's better than Folgers. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, did you bring my coffee? He goes, Vinny, did you put sugar in my coffee? No, let me do some cheese with you. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you start getting the red bumps on your head, Ben. Yeah, you know. I forgot my last name for about three days with those guys. <laughs> Alan, you with us? Alan, you're back. You're back, Alan. You're with us? Looks like a, a Godzilla set where he steps through the little Tokyo <laughs> and he knocks everything over. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> what what is that? Morpha? <laughs> what are you? You're killing me. Oh my god, you're killing me. I don't I don't think I don't think Alan can hear us right now. So uh, it's too bad because we're destroying one heck of a show. That's okay. He's gonna see you later. <laughs> oh, Ben, you got me in tears, man! In uh, tears, my that's, God. That's what you get for keeping me off the air for two weeks with technical difficulties. Hey, no, you know whose fault that was? That oh, was Joe Rabello. Here it comes. Joe Here comes. I know. You know, he created the so, problem. Jason. Jason. Yeah. We used to have a saying when things were going wrong at Chippendales, we're having testicle difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to knock Alan out and bring him back in. 
I mean, come on. I mean, he's only paying for the shindig. You think he'd want to show up? I know. Well, we're gonna knock him out. We're gonna bring him back in. So the. <laughs> So we got to get him back in here. Uh, uh, losing audio, huh? Huh? You losing audio? Uh, yeah. You know the thing is, because I guess Alan must have just like I had the problem, and I lost uh, connection. He probably lost connection. You know, on uh, that yeah, that happened. But, but but if you lose it, we lose the show. We lose the show. Yeah. Because so you're the you're the guy. The, the viewers need to understand. This is a, this is a second time doing a show because yeah. I lost power. We had a great right. show going on. We're gonna to try to bring Alan back in because Alan, he's the anchor of this whole deal. Okay, and hopefully, Alan, are you with us now? Oh, there he is. Okay, you missed. We, we Vinny was. <laughs> <he's killing. laughs> okay, we got one of those. Huh? No one could. <laughs> Oh my God! I get tears. <laughs> you know this show is great. It brought back memory. One generation. What else we want from it? Oh yeah, let me God. tell you, if, if we're not laughing, it ain't, it ain't a show. You know. Oh my God, Vinny, you got me breaking out of the sweat, man. What the hell, Alan? Alan, I told him you're paying the price for knocking me off the air for two weeks, Lou. I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> <Yeah. no more. laughs> Uh -oh. <laughs> I rubbed out. Right? Uh -oh. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to say something too. You know, we, we're going on now we're close to about forty minutes, right? So we got a little little time left. Uh, but Sifu built a school down there that people really have to see. Um, actually, you call him up and tell him you know me. He's going to give you treat you like gold or take you to dinner. He may not even know it later on that I didn't know the guy. It happened already. Well, that happened to you one time, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had a guy. A guy called me up. And he says, "Oh, your seafood's great." I said, "Who are you?" And he goes, "Oh, I know you two were together." So I called seafood. I said, "I was coming down." And seafood didn't know. He just <laughs> thought he was my friend, and seafood treated him like gold for the whole weekend. So, so now so the rule of thumb is to have a code word, a code name, oh, the code word, word. password, password, something. Seafood has a location that is literally. Nothing has anyone ever seen. I mean, we had a great time in New York. We had two floors. We had separate rooms, and we had a couple of workout rooms and stuff. But uh, Sifu has built a complex there, a uh, 30, 40-car parking lot. He's got selling uh, towers. He's got dining room inside, outside. He's got sleeping wow. quarters. He's got everything. I mean, literally. He's got a school that's about 6,000 square feet in the one room, not including the outside and another outside in the back, workout decks. Oh, I mean, go online, take a look. Uh, don't go down and bother him. He's too busy down there. But go, on, go online, take a look at Jason Law's school. It's, a, it's an amazing. Oh, the only thing that we don't have at the school. What's it's that? A sign. Huh? It's a sign. We don't have a sign for the school. No sign. Yeah, no sign. No sign. They big Chinese letters. And then they think it's a Chinese restaurant again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked Sifu when we left. I said to Sifu, what's the address of your place down in Atlanta in case I get down that way? He says, why do you want to know? Unless you get directions, you wouldn't find it either. When he bought the property. the cops. When he bought the property, though. When he bought the property. We have a we have a terror training next next door to us. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Yeah, they, they all got uh, uh, BDU, combat boots, a beret, a hat, you know. And they're bringing weapons in and out. I said, what kind of weapon? I don't know. Is it a bag, you know? <laughs> I said, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When he first moved there, there was really nothing in the area. It, it was a lot of a few little houses here and there. Yeah. Now, forget now it's built up the area. It's a uh, house in the back next door, you know, big houses. You know, yeah. they say very little land. You know, I mean, we have a bigger lot, yeah. but they have land like one sixth of an acre. Okay, build a house there, sell for 1.5 million. Wow, they went crazy. Wow. crazy. The story is that they just built, they built another one next door, uh, 100, uh, 1.65 million. Next door, I mean, one one six of an acre, but either a quarter or half. Right, crazy, crazy. But I read, I read that online. That guy that bought that place thought there was a real nice Chinese restaurant next Chinese. door. And then <laughs> <he's the highest laughs> Walking distance, <laughs> and and you know the specialty. Is, hey, the specialty is clams. He has clams. <laughs> oh, he brings it back. Look at that. Uh, Alan's playing. He's, he's, he's back in the game. He's back in the game. Yeah. It's just like that Frodo commercial, you know, when the guy asked the kid from the 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 the, the, the commercial with all with Frodo, and he says, "You got your one chance," and then the guy freezes. Your all-time hero. Your once-in-a-lifetime chance to finally ask that question. Okay, Precious Baggins, twenty-five. Ask um, away. Okay, uh, you know, I've always wanted to know. What's that? But if slow upload speeds ruin your only oh, shot at that uh, answer, just remember. Uh, I guess we'll move on to. You're not a bad fan. You know, Vinny, you something also you want to go? You just had a great uh, video up online yesterday. It came out right. Yeah. So, like uh, Sifu, I've had a couple of pri a couple of different life experiences, but my, you know, starting in the streets of the Bronx to working with military as well. And this particular guy asked me about my life in the streets, uh, working for certain Italian politicians from the Northeast. So they did a one hour. Yeah, they did a one hour interview on me about the kind of work I used to do, and and it was extremely raw. It's called Cinemills Television. They, they did a one-hour interview, and they cut it up into 10 six-minute segments. And then they'll release, they're releasing two of them a month, and then they'll release the whole thing up on the on the pat, on the the pat their platform at the end. But it's extremely uh, very slick, very high production value. This guy's a – it was a first-class yeah. studio yeah. in Burbank. You're, you're raised a certain way when you're a, an Italian male from a neighborhood – and what is your skill set when you come out of the neighborhood, you're a street kid, and if you got balls and you're a tough kid and you got some brains, remember, balls is not enough. You gotta be smart. These guys are not stupid. They're very smart guys. So what happens is they give you a little something to do. You make a few dollars. They see if they can trust you with it, if you're responsible. You know what I mean? And you go out and do it. Do you keep your mouth shut or you one of these guys go around to tell you know, tells everybody your business and then you bring heat to everybody else. So it starts like that. The stuff I did later on, I mean, obviously, when I, out of my teenage years when I was a man, and I was down in South Florida now, because I was in the Bronx and in Boca Raton and down South Florida. And when I did that, I would pick up money from anywhere from gambling money or uh, uh, 
it, it started with gambling money, but believe it or not, it went into Italian purveyors. And I, I remember when this thing switched over, usually the guy gives me a sheet, says, go out and collect this money, you know, and go take care of these guys. And I had something called dead paper. You gotta understand something, I was very creative. And one day a guy calls me and says, look, can you, uh, do you, are you still doing this? Would you collect something for a, a restaurant supply company like purveyors? I said, what are you talking about? He says, the guy, tomatoes. I said, tomatoes? What are you talking about, tomatoes? He says, the guy owes me for tomatoes. I said, what guy owes you? Five cases of tomatoes? You want me to bother me with tomatoes? He said, he owes me $135,000 in tomatoes. I said, me and kid, that's a lot of tomatoes. Holy mackerel. I said, how does this guy owe you? It turns out the guy owns a, a Canadian, he's a grower of tomatoes. This guy grows the tomatoes, ships them to the purveyor in New Jersey. The purveyor in New Jersey takes it, turns it into puree, puts it in cans, and then sends it off to the restaurants. Okay, makes his money. Well, that guy did it, sent it off, and then told the guy up at, told that farmer to go kiss ass, and he wasn't going to pay him. So they call me, and I'm in Miami. And he says, man, I need you to go to Jersey and see somebody. I said, and they tell me this thing. So we get on a plane, and we go up there. I have a funny thing. When you're on a plane with a screaming kid for two and a half hours from Miami to there, by the time I landed, I would have took on Normandy. I would have landed in Normandy and won the war by myself. I was so angry and so awesome. And you didn't put that part in when you were a clam fisherman, though, did you? When I was what? When you were a clam fisherman. No, 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 no. Why do you think we don't eat seafood no more? Because we found Louis' toe inside a muscle. The pair well, of where can I see that show, Vince? Uh, go on YouTube, Vince Ciceri, Cinemels TV. I think if you just click on my name on YouTube, it'll pop up. You'll see it says Vince Ciceri talks about collecting mob debts. He's cleaning rugs again. <laughs> yeah, he's cleaning rugs. You're going to go back on the show. Oh, some of them okay. stories. You forget it. You start crying because you're laughing. You got to remember, Jason, when you're doing stuff in the streets, uh, nobody ever thought you were ever going to be doing movies. You're out there banging around. Next thing you know, some guy's picking you out in the lineup on Netflix. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> hey, you get residuals, right? <laughs> yeah, except you get it from your parole officer. <laughs> parole officer. <laughs> Too funny. And, and but, Jason. May I, may I, I'm sorry. Well, I, I'm just I, I just say, wanted, can I? I was going to say, Ben, what you built yeah. over there, Jason, mm -hmm. is a much bigger version of what you had in New York. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, right. but the one, I'm, thing I'm gonna that, tell you, I'm, one thing that I'm, stays true with you, it's it's all about family. It's all well, about let me, family. Let me say to when Sebo was in New York, he drew, drew, I can remember this, he drew a drawing of what he wanted to build. He had no idea he was going to Georgia. He had made a drawing up there, and we talked about it and what, he, what his visions were. And then a couple of years later, he wound up going down there. When I tell you, I remember that drawing, and a lot of it was what he actually built down there. So his fruition, his thoughts back, you know, years back are, are there now. And I'm uh, very, very proud of him that he's, he's gotten to that point in his life. You, know, you make, you make a, a plan in your mind, you never think it's all going to come to well, he's, you know. he's, he's proof that if you have a vision and you put action behind it, magic can happen. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And, and that's, a, that's a work of passion, Jason. Everything you've done is a work of passion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think life is too short if you don't, you don't play with it, you know? 
Yeah, sure. Like Alan, same thing. You know, he just go at it. You know, he's like, do something, do it. You know, me and uh, we, 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 we have a very similar thing, you know, and uh, we, we know something we want to do and uh, we won't stop. I, I think that's in I think that's in our DNA that you keep just going. Something comes up, you pop in. Look at Alan, magazine, this, that, this, that, whatever it is. Roll the dice. Let's make it all happen. What the what the true story is though? I have no idea what the hell I'm doing, but I know how to dance fast. So no, I don't want to do it though. No, there you yeah. go. You don't want to at do the it. end. At the end. Yeah. Hey, some people became president like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Hiding, uh, in his, hiding in his basement, right? Anyway, it's another story. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Sifu, oh, no. yeah, your your visions and things you're you're doing. Where do you there? There we go. Sifu Clip. I wanted to get him in there for a few minutes. Look at How this. are you, Sifu? You want to bring him on? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, bringing yeah. you on, Sifu Clip. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring you on. I'm going to bring you on in a few minutes, Clip. So just chill out for a minute. But Sifu. What, yeah. are you, what are your visions of what we really want to do down there and finalize everything? What you want to do down in Georgia? I like to build my, I, I want to have some, you know, build my family back up here. And uh, I, you know, just want to, just want to create the better training in the, in the school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, and I was just thinking I would like to travel. I want to go to China. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know that. China. And they offered and then, me, in 2019, they offered me a, a job there. They everything paid. You know, put a school there for me. And uh, But I cannot do it again. Because yeah. after the last time in New York, missing you guys when I leave, and uh, I, I tell my people here, I said, I will never do it again. And some of them are thinking that I'm really going to go. Yeah. Well, they're really feeling bad. He said, you know, Sifo, can I, instead of a three-day training, can I trade seven days a week? I said, what are you talking about? Are you joking? Mm-hmm. Well, I heard that you're going to move to China. You know, I, you know I'll, oh, I'll miss a training. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I said, I'm not, I'm not leaving. I'm the, you know, I, I just can't leave again. I mean, the people here, it reminds me of you guys when we were in New York. And I, I had to say, I mean, see, we'll remember, I was the guy to walk into the car and put him in the car when he left that day. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, I, I just can't do it again. And and it was very sad for me, but I have to leave at that time. Oh, I, yeah, I agree 100% you had to go. That was the, yeah. that was the main thing. Yeah, but now I don't have a reason to leave. You know, they say, hey, offer me a job for this. Uh, I got a job. I got a school. I, I don't need another school in China. But they said, oh, you can bring a student to China. I said, what do you think? Go to Manhattan? <laughs> you know, just keep it, you know? it takes time, you know. So But you you oh, built yeah. your your dream, Jason, your dream, your passion, what you your vision that you had, you know, in the seventies, it's it's real now. It's real. Mm-hmm. And and you've done what you set out to do, that challenge, but you, you don't stop there. You keep going and going and going and going because what happens when you stop? It's over. So it can never be over. Well, as I said, everyone go online and look. I'm not sending anyone down to seafood unless he says it's okay. Oh, but go online and look at his pool. No, not going to happen. Jack, don't show up again. Go take, go take a look. Uh, we, we did something years ago that we had a lot of the masters came down. It's got to be about, you know, about 15 years ago. 
uh, we had an event down there, and these guys walked in. You got to remember, a lot of these guys were New York guys, so every school they were in was maybe 700 square feet. You walk in to see if it was placed now, it's like, you know, 80,000 square feet with everything. Tremendous. Wow. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's Vinny, you ever get a chance, you really, really. He'll, he'll get you a bucket of clams when you come down, so don't worry. About <laughs> he, wouldn't give me the, he wouldn't give me the address. He said they just got used to having Asian people. They won't even tolerate Italians. Forget about it. True, true. Well, listen, Sifu, I, uh, I thank you for, for being on. I mean, I wish we had more time to talk, but I wanted to give uh, Sifu Cliff a few minutes. Before we, we go to Cliff real quick, you know, what people need to that are watching the show, they need to understand that the stories that come from Seafood Jason Lau are many. And we're going to have to bring them on a few times on this show to get this stuff out because this uh, is just a warm-up to what all these stories, I mean, the things that we need to talk about that we don't even but, have time to do. No, we're not going to do that because we're not going to. Seafood's finishing that script up soon, and it's going to be it's about my uh, life and Seafood Lau's life together. We're doing a movie about the two of us. And just because we came from different directions, we met, we stayed together for quite a few years, then we split apart, and then we came back again. And the years, you know, my life has gone in weird directions, and Seafood's in weird directions. So I really think uh, I've read part of the script, but he's changed it a little. But people will be very interested in that script. Yeah, you know? I know they would they, be. Do you still got? Do you still got the scene in the script where he was building the school and he cleared the trees and Sifu said, "Don't put, dig up over there." I said, "Why not over there?" He goes, "Don't you know. dig anywhere <laughs> over there." I said, "Okay, all right." It's a bird. It's a bird sanctuary. That's, that, that's like the side it's of the a, Mel Parkway, Vin. No, it's a, a bird sanctuary. <laughs> Thank you for playing. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, we got we got a lot of great people, and one thing that I have done you know, in my event and my magazine and stuff has brought a lot of great people together. And I'm proud that I'm able to get my seafood to come down. He brings all his students from all over the country that he has. And we just, we just have a great time down there. Talking about events, okay? I have a very dear friend of mine right now, Seafood Cliff, who will be in our next magazine, okay? Uh, yes. Seafood Cliff, is, he's got a, a very, very nice event. He's running in two weeks or three weeks from now. Um, he's going to be. Tell us a little about what you do, Cliff, where it's going to be and what you're doing. Wait, 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 wait. I get a chance to talk to you, Jason, hey, I'm right here. Yeah, it's you. Man, I want to live in your backyard. I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. We got room for you, but I you don't want to be with a bird dog. You got like castle walls. You've got, you got the wooden dummies everywhere. You got the shot dip, puncher bags, man. Oh, my God. What are we talking about now? You. Wait, what would oh, you do at your event? Do you have a quick, quick little thing about what you're doing? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, June 12th, Harris, uh, Lenox City. This is uh, Kung Fu Karate Expo 15 Masters Martial Arts Hall of Fame. We got probably about 175 Masters this year, um, much more than last year. But the quality's really up. Um, you know, I, I listen to the Godfather, and he tells me what to do when I listen. I think, I think you know that. I listen to you. You know, there's a lot of people out there, they, they ask for advice, 
But when they ask for advice, do they really listen? Some people really don't. And uh, I listen to what he says. Um, you know, if it wasn't for him, I, I wouldn't, you know, Sifu, Sifu Allen, I wouldn't be even having the awards uh, ceremony. But, you know, whenever something bad happens, he's always there for me. Something good happens, he's always there for me. So you're a good friend. Thank you. You know, you, you, I feel like you're my uncle. You are in Wing Chun. Well, we are, right? But you, yeah. the main thing what you're saying, is that's what I, I preach all the time on the show. And, you know, Benny and Lou and Sifu, that we have to help each other. Sure. Because it's such a small world. And if you don't help each other, I said, we just don't help the assholes. That's my whatever. <laughs> but we, we, we have to help people. And, you know, people are out there. They, they sometimes look down upon what we do. It's okay. There's plenty of people out there that want to report. And when I do my event, I don't call it an event anymore. I call it a reunion. You know, this is Vinny's second time down there. He's going to walk in now and think, you know, it's his place, which I say it is. It's everyone that comes down. So I'm, I'm honored when people come down and be part of it. And Steve Cliff is building that same type of situation with his people. And, uh, you know, I tell him every time, you know, take a step up, never do the same thing. Go a little further, go take something, another idea and put it forward. So, uh, you know, again, Seafood Cliff, give us the dates again and where they can contact you. Uh, yeah, really, Facebook. Uh, Seafood Cliff, uh, you can look up Expo uh, 15, Kung Fu Karate Expo. I've got like seven or eight uh, different uh, event things. I think a lot of people have seen my uh, banners that I make. And uh, I remember when I first started doing it years ago, it took me about eight hours. Now I can get them done in about four minutes. So uh, a lot of effort into it, but now I have kind of like a almost mathematical how to do it and stuff. And, um, you know, that's, I feel that, that when I do that, it kind of advertises the people that come out um, you know, for, for a long time. Years ago, I would do that. And it would take me so many hours to do, and these people wouldn't even show up. They wouldn't buy yeah. nothing. So nowadays, I got almost a 98%. We're going to make a little round round here. We're going to close up. Now, Vinny, you got anything to say? You should. Sure. So, two things. Number one, guys, I'm supporting NYPD, back to blue. I'm sorry you're working for Fredo's brother, but we back to blue all the way, okay? Don't want, don't listen to them people. There's a lot of us behind you. Do what's right. We're, we're behind you. Now, and I shot something. Curtis Lewald's running for mayor in New York, and I can't wait. I hope you win this. Yep. I, listen, anybody other than that guy walking around now, <laughs> but um, hey, listen, we got our own problems in California. You got, you got forget it, but you got a superhero. You, you, you guys got yeah, we got well, not for long. Yeah, but you got a surplus of a hundred billion dollars. A surplus of a hundred billion. Yeah, it's all in. Yeah, yeah, sure, it's all in Newsom's bank. <laughs> anyway, this, not this, to get political. I, I know, Alan, I didn't mean to go there. Ben, I just want to say right here, by the way. There you go. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny, you had, you had another project you were talking about the other day, too, that you just finished, too. Yes. I just did the one, the Cinemills television that we just talked about. And the other is there's a there's a, a 
Ruku network that we know about it, we talked about. There's a I shot something for the Martial Arts History Museum for Michael. They picked three masters, Michelle Manu, they picked uh, Robert Redfeather for knife fighting, and they picked me to do three one-hour live Facebook specials. And they just go three, two, one, go. And for 50 minutes, there's no editing. You got to go live, and it's up to 10 million people are going to see it. So it's a tester pattern to see how we do. And if it does well and it tracks well, it opens up, like you were talking about, Alan, for other martial artists to come in and get a paid day doing a, a teleseminar. It's for everybody. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Cliff, a couple of last words yeah. from you, Seafood Cliff. Uh, I, I think um, I think that uh, well, what are we talking about, actually? <laughs> I missed it, most of it, actually. So uh, I don't want to plug everything. Uh, you know, if you want to, uh, I can just randomly talk about stuff. But I was thinking about something interesting because you, you, you have me uh, do it. You know, you, you asked me, and I'm really grateful about get in the magazine with you and I've been writing it all day. So I'm doing Chum Q, uh, Sebu. So I'm, I'm covering Chum Q, um, you know, really uh, about striking first, bridging in, covering the gap, bringing it all. It's all in my mind, you know? Um, oh, my, my event? Uh, yeah, yeah, Seafood Cliff, Seafood Cliff at, at uh, Facebook. Um, I'm the good-looking one. There's about three of us uh, in the world, I think. <laughs> I used to be good-looking. I'm, I'm starting to turn total, total gray now. You know, yeah, great. We know about gray. Uh, Lou, anything you got to say? Uh, no, just I was just very you know honored and pleased that Jason, you came on and were able to do this. You know, we, we know each other a long time. And you, you're just one of the most amazing people that I know. And, and again, yeah, it may sound like I'm kissing your ass, but I'm not. I'm just telling people what they should know, that when you're talking about good people in the world of martial arts, you are the one. You're the one because you set the stage for everyone else. And I appreciate you. Anything you want to say before we close Most up? Definitely. Oh, me? Yeah, you, Steve. Yeah, let's go over. Let's talk about. So grateful to see everybody here. See uh, Cliff and Vince and Lewis and especially you. You know, I mean, uh, you know, it bring up a lot of old time memory. You know, especially when you make me write the history of the beginning to the end. I mean, it's like a freaking time machine. You know, I mean, like. It was a great feeling. It was a very great feeling. I had tears, and when I was writing, I was tears, literally. But this again, I just want to thank yeah. the audience and our sponsors, Hero Hive with Lou. You know, thank you for the support and what you do. Um, Warner Entertainment, Shallon Brand, uh, Def USA. We got some great people coming aboard, and uh, Amen. My channel hopefully will be up very, very soon, 24-hour day, seven days a week. We've got some great movies. I got over 200 Kung Fu Run Run Show movies ready to go run. And then we're looking to do some other programming as time goes on. So uh, I just want to thank the audience again for tuning in. We love you all. Support each other. Yes, all. Support each other. <laughs> and uh, 
support each other and try to support every martial art event that's out there that has a good reputation and tries to do the right thing for the community. So signing off. Thank you, folks. God bless you all.